welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. Here, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to Miller Thomas, the, of course, always wonderful host of this podcast. I'm about two weeks away now from graduation. I'm going to be in need of a full-time job. I'm a graphic designer. <laughs> I'm a graphic designer. I'm a journalist. I'm a broadcaster. So please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you could check out all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, I am going to be breaking down, I uh, saw this list by MLB.com, the 10 best games of the decade. And I just want to go through that list and just talk about the games on there with you. But before we do, but before we do that, if you're a company interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Diamondbacks to listen to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, I'll read to the most reasonable around. Email me at LockedOnDiamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. Now let's jump right into it. MLB.com's top 10 Diamondback games of the decade. Let's see if we agree with them. Let's see if we think these games are even worthy of being on here. Number 10, they have the D-backs versus the Giants on September 23rd, 2011. D-backs won this game 3-1. And on this day, the D-backs, uh, they clinched the NL West title. And they had a come-from-behind victory against the Giants. And this game was actually play, played at Chase Field, so it was nice to do this from the home fans. And uh, with the D-backs down one run, Chris Young stepped up to the plate and tied the game in the seventh with a double that scored, you know, Paul Goldschmidt, you know, former franchise player, former face of the franchise for the D-backs. And then in the eighth inning, Goldschmidt delivered a two-run triple off Sergio Romo and J.J. Putz. And then, uh, well, no, off Sergio Romeo, off Sergio Romo, and then JJ Putz of the D backs closed out the game in the ninth inning. And the D backs ended up winning their fifth division title. And remember, this is, they, they don't have a very large history. They were an expansion team. So I want to say it was like their fifth title in maybe, you know, 10 to 12 years stretch. So, I thought that was uh, pretty good for the D-backs. Not 10 years. Uh, probably their their fifth division title, maybe 12 to 15 years. I don't remember exactly off the top of my head what uh, year the D-backs were inducted into baseball and were became the expansion team. But it was like right around the turn of the century. And uh, to have five division titles by 2011, I think that's pretty impressive by the D-backs. And this was... Definitely an interesting way uh, to get back into the playoff race. And I thought this 2011 team was pretty good, but they they weren't good enough to make a deep playoff run, unfortunately. Number nine, D-backs versus the Baltimore Orioles. D-backs won this one 5-4 and 14, and, and 14 innings. This was on, on August 14th, 2013, so 14 innings on the 14th. And Aaron Hill, he had a single in the 14th, and that really uh, propelled the D-backs to a walk-off win. 
But the most interesting thing, the most memorable thing from this game, was it was actually the third straight walk-off of the series, if you could believe that. In the first game of the series, in the opener, uh, Adam Eaton hit a walk-off home run. And then Goldschmidt the next night delivered with a ninth-inning home run to tie the score. And another home run by the same guy, Goldie, again, in the 11th to win it. So you got to think about how demoralizing <laughs> of a week it was for the Orioles. You lose the first game on a walk-off homer. Then the next game, it's a home run to tie it. Then another walk-off homer in the extra innings. Then the next night, you're in extra innings again. Hopefully, you can get it done. You're at, you're in Baltimore. It's 2013, so the, the Orioles are still relevant in this time. And you can't even get it done for a third straight day. This is definitely not exactly uh, a game that was super interesting, but just an overall series when you're walking off. Against one team every single night. That's definitely one for uh, the record books. Number eight, Dodgers versus D-backs. And this is one where the D-backs actually lost 3-1 to one on March 22nd, 2014. Uh, the game was pretty normal. It was nothing out, uh, nothing crazy. But what made this game really interesting, that it didn't take place in America. This was the first game that took place in Australia. It was the first time Australia... Australia has ever hosted a regular season major league game. And this uh, this one opened up on the Sydney Cricket Ground. So they took over uh, a cricket stadium and they, you know, had a good time. You know, uh, the Dodgers and D-backs opened up the 2014 regular season uh, with a pair of games at uh, Sydney. And it was just a great way to introduce some more international fans to the game and bring uh, Australia some uh, American baseball because I know baseball is pretty big out there. They do have their own Australian league, I'm pretty sure. So it was great to see some American players go out them, go out there and show uh, what we're made out of when it comes to baseball. Number seven, D-backs versus Reds. The D-backs win this one 4 nothing. May 29th. 2014, Josh Colmenter, who you can sometimes hear on Arizona Sports filling in for Doug and Wolf, uh, he became just the second D-backs pitcher to ever face the minimum 27 batters in a game as he beat the Reds at Chase Field. Uh, Randy Johnson was the only other Arizona pitcher to ever accomplish this feat while the big unit did as part of, part of a perfect game. Colmenter did allow three hits. Each of the base runners, however, was a race on double play, and Colmenter only needed 94 pitches to complete uh, the game. So that was a, a very great outing for uh, Josh Colmenter, just the second D-backs pitcher ever to basically have a complete game in the, in the franchise history. Um, it was definitely something uh, that gets overlooked at times because we know Randy Johnson, his perfect game and what he did. But to go out there, throw a three-hitter, a shutdown, uh, a complete game shutout, uh, Cole Mentor definitely did his job and put in the work on this May 29th game. Number six, D-backs versus Cardinals. Now, this was a 19-inning doozy, and this one was very recently if you guys remember, September 24th, the D-backs won 3-2 in 19 innings against the, uh, the, I want to say the Arizona Cardinals, but the St. Louis Cardinals. The D-backs trailed the Cardinals 1-0 in the bottom of the ninth, but then Vargas hit a pinch-hit home run off Andrew Miller to tie the score. And Andrew Miller is supposed to be one of the best relief pitchers in the game, but not on this day. But after St. Louis recaptured the 2-1 lead, 
In the 13th, Caleb Joseph came into the plate and delivered a game-tying single. And then in the ninth inning, Vargas gave the D-backs a win after put in after having some early heroics in the ninth inning to uh, hit a pinch hit a home run off Andrew Miller, came in the 19th inning to give the D-backs a walk-off win with a single to left. So Vargas definitely did his job on this day. He definitely made sure the D-backs got the win, and he did a good job of stepping up to the plate twice in one game. So Definitely uh, one that uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of D-backs fans were happy to uh, end rather quickly because 19 innings, are uh, you can only take so much baseball for so long. Now I'll get through the rest of this list, five through one, after this quick message. If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that the Locked On Diamondbacks is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want to become one of these advertisers with the Locked On Diamondbacks, all you have to do is send an email to LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising or text the word advertising to 33777 and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On Advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. Now let's get back to this list and continue with number five, October 4th, 2011, D-backs versus Brewers. Uh, D-backs win this one 8-1. After losing the first two games to the Brewers in Milwaukee, the D-backs took the game back at Chase Field and on the verge of being eliminated, right-hander Josh Comenter stepped up once again. He had seven strong innings of work, one-run baseball, and first baseman Paul Goldschmidt, of course, put in the work we know he can do. He lived up to his uh, talent that day, and he delivered five big ribbies, which also included a grand salami. The D-backs would go on to win game four, but they did eventually drop game five in Milwaukee, so maybe... Maybe I'm going to have to disagree with uh, MLB.com on this one because uh, even though they did win this game, uh, the D-backs did go on to lose the series. And so uh, losing one game and uh, losing one game and losing three others, uh, it kind of feels like it gets diluted a little bit. Maybe it shouldn't be in the top five of the best games of the decade list, but they also haven't won any World Series or anything made really any deep, you know, postseason run. So I guess this is the some of the best playoff postseason action we've seen from the D-backs. This one, September 27, 2011. And if you see a, see a theme here, a lot of these games seem to be from 2011. I guess that's peak uh, D-backs in this last decade. But uh, this team, you know, was uh, this game, I should say, D-backs versus Dodgers. D-backs won 7-6 versus the Dodgers in 10 innings. And Ryan Roberts kept the D-backs alive in this game with the with the Brewers, you know, vying for home field advantage in the NLDS. Uh, Roberts had a dramatic walk-off grand slam 
against Javi Guerrera. And as he rounded second base, Robert tried to get the attention of manager Kirk Gibson in the dugout and then imitated Gibson's iconic arm pump from the 1988 World Series walk-off homer against Dennis Eckersley. So you guys need to go look up that highlight play if you guys don't know what I'm talking about. Go look up first Kirk Gibson hitting the walk-off home run and then compare it to Ryan Roberts uh, doing this against the Dodgers uh, because, uh, I mean, we all hate the Dodgers. And <laughs> seeing uh, Ryan Roberts do the classic Kirk Gibson arm punts, uh, arm punch Against his uh, seeing it be used against Kirk Gibson in a walk off fashion like this, when you have a, a team like the Brewers on your heels of having home field advantage, so this was a critical game for the D backs, and they definitely took advantage. And Ryan Roberts took advantage and really uh, put his foot in this one and uh, showed even a little personality, something you don't really see a lot in baseball. September 4th. 2017, number three on the list, D-backs versus Dodgers. D-backs win this one. 13-0, just smoking the L.A. Dodgers. And the D-backs had one of the best players on the on their team in the last decade. I think it's overlooked because of how short his time was in Arizona. But outfielder J.D. Martinez hit four home runs off four different pitchers in this game. That's just crazy a thing about it. It didn't matter who was out there on the mound. Uh, J.D. Martinez was dinging off them. And I really wish the D-backs competed, uh, decided to give uh, J.D. Martinez more money. I wish they tried to offer him, you know, that fifth year or decided to give him, you know, possibly $150 million over five years. Because this guy was just such a stud for the D-backs. He led the league in home runs during his time in Arizona. He had like 29 over 62 games or something. It was something ridiculous like that. So I never understood understood why the D-backs didn't want to assign him outside of giving him a long-term contract. Maybe if the NL had a, a DH, but since they don't, uh, he's definitely a liability in the outfield. But I do wish they kept him. But Martinez in this game had home runs... Had, uh, had home runs in the 4th, 7th, 8th, and ninth innings, and he covered just about every spot with homers. Left, center, right, left, center. J.D. Martinez was just spraying it all over the field and just showing uh, the D-backs uh, what they were missing out uh, once he entered free agency. Number two, D-backs first raise. D-backs win this one 1-0, June 25th, 2010. Edwin Jackson, if you guys remember him, he's been around, I think, like half the teams in Major League Baseball. He, reca- uh, he recorded the second no-hitter in D-back history, and he did it in an unconventional way at Tropicana Field. Jackson uh, struggled with control this day. He walked eight batters and even hit a batter while throwing 149 pitches. He nearly had 150 pitches some pitchers, it takes them two games, three games, you know, to get to 150 pitches. And this guy did it in one game. And he uh, he pitched out of a bases loaded jam in the third in, uh, in the third inning. And the D-backs already had their bullpen getting ready just in case. But they decided to keep him out there. And, you know, they ended up winning one nothing just in case he blew it in that third inning jam. But he got out of it and he ended up, you know, walking eight. But he only allowed one run and that's all that really matters. Who cares if you walk 15 batters in a game? Who cares if you start off every inning with a walk batter? If you're not letting them score, that's really the bottom line. But I don't know if I would have that game number two in the last decade. I guess so. Uh, I guess there's not too many memorable games, really. 
in the D-backs history of the last decade. Hopefully, number one is the best game, inarguably, consensusly, by the D-backs in the last decade. And it is October 4th, 2017. D-backs versus the Rockies. D-backs win 11-8. The D-backs beat the Rockies in the NL wildcard at Chase Field. And among the highlights in this game was a triple by relief pitcher Archie Bradley, who also scored a pair of runs and made him the first reliever to ever hit a triple in a postseason game. So this game was uh, one for the record books and all the right reasons, you know. Had the D-backs making a wild card game, one game elimination, and just going off for 11 runs. Had Archie Bradley put in work, not just as a relief pitcher, but also as a batter in this game. D-backs had four triples total, the first team since Boston Americans in 1903 to do that in a postseason game. So this, I think, is definitely, I think I would have to agree with Steve Gilbert here. This is the best D-backs game of the last decade. You had a little bit of everything in this one. You had pitchers raking. You had high-flying offense. You had triples galore. So I would agree with Steve Gilbert that this is the best D-backs game of the last 10 years. Now that's it for this edition of the Lockdown Diamondbacks podcast. Go tell your Alexa device to play the newest edition, Lockdown Fantasy MLB Draft, so you guys stay up to date with news, rankings, and updates, and anything pertaining to fantasy baseball. I hope everyone is uh, hope everyone is staying safe and staying indoors and staying healthy. Peace.